0: So I mentioned earlier that we have scripture in worship, and our second scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of John. The Gospels, there are four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they are the stories of Jesus. And so because those are the stories of Jesus, they're also known as the good news. And so here now, this good news, the week following Easter, when Jesus appears to his disciples as recorded in the Gospel of John. And when he he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nail uh, in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. This ends our scripture reading from the Gospel of Mark. Will you pray with me? O gracious and loving God, may the meditations of all our hearts, minds, and souls be pleasing unto you this day and always. Amen. So the scripture that we just heard is often called the story of Doubting Thomas. We heard Mr. Clark just sing about it. It is one of the stories of Jesus appearing to his disciples or his friends after he has died. It's one of the stories that helps us to believe that yes, Christ has died, but Christ also lives because his friends see him again before he goes to heaven, and his friends share that story with others. Well, one of the first people that they share the story with, of course, is Thomas. You see, Thomas wasn't in the room when Jesus appeared to his friends, so when Thomas returns, he says, well, I didn't see him. And unless I see him with my own eyes I will not believe." Well sometimes Thomas is criticized for his unbelief but honestly I can relate to Thomas. You see I grew up in St. Louis which is in the state of Missouri and does anyone know what the motto of Missouri is? It's the show me state. If you want us Missourians to really believe something You have to show us. So for us, like Thomas, seeing is believing. Well, lucky for Thomas, Jesus appears a week later, but this time when Thomas was there. And Jesus tells Thomas, look at me. See the marks on my hands? Do not doubt, but believe. And it was then that Thomas finally says he believes that Jesus has come back. But then Jesus says something really important. Jesus says to him, have you believed only because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. I think Jesus was telling Thomas and the other disciples this because Jesus knew that they would need to keep telling the story. They would have to keep sharing with others that they had seen Jesus, so that all these years later, We would keep hearing that story about how Jesus has died, but lived again and joined God in heaven. In fact, that's one of the reasons that our Bible is so important. It keeps stories like this alive, and we can keep reading them and telling our children and their children so that they too can believe. But just like Thomas, it is hard sometimes, isn't it, to believe something that we can't really see or hear? It's almost like air. So I brought a can of air to show you today so that you can believe in air. Do you see the air? (laughs) Pastor Rich, did you see the air? Band? So how do we know the air is there? We still can't see it. Yes? I can't hear you. Why do you think you can believe it? You can hear it, right, but you can't see it. And you don't, do you really hear the air? Or is it just that weird sound coming out of the can? So I believe in air because you know what? People that I trusted taught me that there's air. People smarter than me, scientists and my parents, and all those people that all these years have taught me that there is air. Well, we know. That like Jesus told Thomas, sometimes we need to believe in things that we can't see. And you know what that's called? That's called faith. Well, I know that I have faith and I believe in Jesus, even though I've never seen him yet myself. But again, being from the show me state and understanding Thomas's need to see Jesus for himself, I sometimes need to see something to remind me that Jesus is always with me. Well, that's one reason that I love the view that I have every Sunday of the beautiful Jesus window in the balcony. Will you all stand up? Because you don't always get this view. So I want you to stand up and turn around. And if you're in the back and you can't see Jesus, I want you to come forward. Don't be shy. Come on down here so that you can see Jesus. Come on. There you go. I really want you to see this window. Well, we know, of course, that that window is just a picture of Jesus, but I love looking at it as a reminder that Jesus is always there and that Jesus is always with us. And one of our choir members feels the same way, because at one point in our monday Thursday service, which is a service just a few days before Easter, when we remember the night that Jesus gave us the commandment to love one another, the entire sanctuary goes dark. And a couple of years ago, one of our choir members, Gail Jarris, who also gets to see the window up from here, wrote this beautiful poem. So gaze at this window as you hear these words. I was looking for you in the window, so used to the comfort of seeing you in the beautiful but calming colors of the stained glass. The church was dimly lit in reverence to your last supper Not nearly enough light to see your shape in the elegant window, hidden high above the church balcony. I stared and searched and imagined you watching. Then every candle went out. The choir sang softly to you in complete darkness. I looked up at my favorite window, and there you were. The mysterious light shining through you, more powerful than any darkness, such a profound image of comfort and peace to carry me through to Easter, to keep me looking up at you, meeting you in my favorite stained-glass window, accepting and cherishing your guidance and love. Isn't that beautiful? So maybe the next time you see the window, you too will be reminded of Jesus' gentle guidance and how he will always love you. You may be seated again. But let me tell you one more story about the Jesus window. We have a family that started coming here recently, and when their three-year-old son first saw Jesus in the window, he grabbed his mom's shirt and tugged on it and proclaimed, Mommy, look, this church has a superhero. And that young boy is right. We have a superhero, and his name is Jesus. We have a superhero who loves us all the time, no matter what. We have a superhero that is with us, just like that air that surrounds us, even though we can't see him. We have a superhero that teaches us to be kind to one another and to look out for people who need our comfort and care. We have a superhero that gives us family and friends that we can share our joys with, but will also listen when we are sad or give us a hug when we are crying. We have a superhero who believes in us, even if we have days like Thomas, and we're not so sure. We have a superhero who says over and over again, peace be with you. How truly blessed we are to believe in Jesus, even though we have not yet seen. Amen.